I'm Tim. I'm Justin. And this is That News Guy Podcast. And so to give everybody a little bit of a rundown of what's going on, we haven't done this in a bit, and so what we did was we're revamping That News Guy entirely. So what we're doing with it is we're going to become a film review podcast because the news is few and far between, and we hope everybody likes our uh, film reviews better than our news reports since we couldn't find enough news to cover a lot of our uh, our stuff so we just kind of said you know what time for a change so Justin would tell them what we're covering today uh, mm, what are we covering today do you not remember what the whole fucking next last episode was supposed to be uh maybe. Maybe not. Uh, I'm like, you're oh, my Fucking Hancock. God damn it. You're about as useless as you know, my pecker after seeing a nun naked. Dang. Yeah, well, now, now I'm fucking irritated. Now I hate white people. All right. Really? In here, I thought I'd get a laugh out of you. Oh no no no! I don't I don't laugh at your lazy attitude with life. <laughs> oh, poor Tim. All right. Yep 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 yep. Just a second, gotta pull back up my notes because we started this last week, everybody, and then we couldn't figure out the recording situation. So what we did was, well, we fucking had to wait until this week and then my schedule also said fuck off I hate you so give me just a second to pull up my nose fuck you Justin for not following along alright I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> so what we're starting off with is uh, John Hancock is an alcoholic who possesses superpowers it includes flight invulnerability, superhuman strength. So, while performing his acts in Los Angeles, we start our movie with a car chase, a hungover John Hancock, and just, you know, a killer soundtrack, killer uh, opening sequence. And then a kid wakes up Hancock and says, Hancock, bad guy. And he just kind of does a snort of... Snarky fucking. Well, shut up, kid. I don't fucking care. So then, you know, obviously John decides I'm gonna now fly up and try to go stop these bad guys. So he flies off, jumps into the fucking car after ripping off the roof, and pre- uh, presents himself to say, um, I don't care what you did, just stop and turn yourselves in. They're all yelling at him in a different language. I don't remember which one it was. And he says, all right, if you don't stop, I'm going to put your head up his ass, his head up your ass. And the driver pulls the unlucky short straw, his head is going up his ass. Now, granted, that's always starting out an empty threat. So after that, you know, they piss him off. They kill the sunglasses after shooting the shit out of his... Uh, out of him and realized bullets didn't do anything to him so he picks up the car flies through Los Angeles sits there and says oh now you can speak English now you speak English and 
uh, proceeds to, you know, taunt them while flying around the car. They're like, just put us down, just put us down. So he puts them down onto a spiky thing. I don't remember what it is, but I know it's like a landmark. And, yeah. So we find out that everybody doesn't like Hancock because he just, he's an asshole. And he destroys everything. He really doesn't like the word asshole, though. I will give him that. Because what happens is, you know, everybody will say, like, after he uh, does that, you know, he flies off, drinks at a bar. No, he drinks in his uh, trailer, I think it is, or something he has. No, he's at a bar. Okay, yeah, he goes to a bar, and this old lady looks at him. Yeah. And then this old lady looks at him and he's like, you better turn your uppity ass around. Oh, no, I'm going to break my foot off of your uppity ass or something like that. No, he no, was just, I'm going to break my foot off in your ass. Okay, yeah, I remember he always had snarky things to say, so I don't fully remember what he said. But, um, so with that, then the next day, you know, goes about his business, wakes up with another hangover. And then... We go to the next guy, which is Jason Bateman. I don't fucking remember what his character is. I don't care. He's not important enough, I guess. He's trying to sell something, and then... Well, he tries to sell Greenpeace, so to speak, where he's trying to say, give this away to free for people who need it. And, you know, these businessmen pretty much say, in a matter of words, fuck off. So, after that, he's driving home. And, you know, proceeds to hate his life a little bit. And then I think he gets stuck on train tracks. And dumbass pulled up into the middle of some train tracks. That's yeah. He was a fucking moron. So, obviously, Hancock, you know, falls out of the sky, lifts his car up like he's pretty much just, you know, moving a piece of wood, like, you know, the flimsy ones. <laughs> Lands him on top of this other chick's car. And proceeds to let the train just smack the shit out of him, but it hurts the train more than him. Because you see in the background, after, you know, he moves out of the train, that every car behind the train is like flippity-floppy. Piling up. Yeah, and that's piling up. And so after we go to that, he sits there and says something to the crowd. I'm not going to remember his speeches, but he says something to the crowd. And then this lady just sits and says, I can smell the alcohol in your breath. Because I've been drinking, bitch! It, it, I always laugh at that line every time I hear it. So after that, you know, he doesn't fly away. He just, you know, deals with everybody. And then Jason Bateman's character asks him to pretty much drop him off at home. Matter of speaking. So what he does is, you wouldn't have to be fun by the value, would you? <laughs> yeah. And so, obviously, he's flying around with his car in his hand, like, you know, John Hancock does. And then just drops that shit close to the driveway, but no cigar. So then he lands in, and then, you know, he says, thank you. And then John stops, tries to have him wait for dinner, and he just has him pull it into the driveway <laughs> and so and then we get his wife 
who does not look happy to see him, but she does look like she knows who he is. And if we all see the movie, we know she does, but... So then we go into, he says, uh, I'm not taking no for an answer, you will eat with us. And, well, he starts eating, talking with the kids, saying, these are some damn fine meatballs, trying to be nice and everything, and the mother is just not fucking having it. Charlie Theron pretty much says, fuck off! Every time he tries to be nice in his own little way. So, you know, they go through dinner, he's about to leave, and says, thank you for dinner. Yeah, assholey, but he says it. And then that's when Jason Bateman's character looks at him and says, I'm a PR agent. I help you out with public relations, blah, 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 blah. Let me help you out. The least I can do. John doesn't want to have any part of this. He don't care. So, with that going, he, you know, he flies off, or we think he does. And so, at the end of the night, you know, Charlize Theron and Jason Bateman's characters are in bed. She's saying that, you know, Hancock's a bad guy, loose cannon. He's on the roof, hears all this, and kind of feels sad, it looks like. So, he comes back the next day. And actually still sticks the landing a little rough, but is actually dressed, not wearing his beanie. (laughs) And so he's got this bully kid, which is the, you know, the kid from Michael Myers from uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Speaking some language with a horrible American accent. Yeah. And he says, asshole. And just says it like four times. Until John has a fucking problem with it, throws this little bastard so high into the sky, starts going to talk with Jason Bateman, and he says, "Hold on, hold on," and then you know grabs him and says, while he's crying, like ah, ah, he says, "You'll be fine, you'll be fine." Jason Bateman's like, "That's not going to be good to explain to his mother," and so they proceed to go through and try to figure out how they're going to make John so to speak a better person. But... Make him more likable. Yeah. But the unfortunate part is, you know, he suggests why don't we go to prison for two weeks. Show everybody you're trying to reform and do better. Just go in for two (laughs) weeks. And... It's like, the fuck did you just say? He says, I'm going to have to say no. And it's just something fucking... He is an awful person. So, we go to that. He actually does a speech to the public saying, Okay, uh, I'm trying to reform. I'm trying to change my ways and all this. And so what happens is, he does go to prison... He's trying to stay away from everybody. He's shooting basketball from, like, you know, literally half court, but throwing it like he's face jamming the shit out of it. Does that for a few days, and then I think that next segment goes into a lot of the people that try to, you know, swarm him are people he put in jail. 
And he's like, I'm just trying to go back to my cell, everybody. You know, he tries to take, you know, the right path. Unfortunately, they didn't want to get the hint. So we got a repeat line of, if you don't stop, I'm going to put my uh, your head up his ass. And I think they say, I'd like to see that. And thank God no, no, they didn't no. show us. No, 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 no. Hancock was like, y'all sure you want to ride this train? And short guys like, choo-choo, mother. And then we got the state supply. Yeah, and then all we see after that is some just god-awful visuals of there's a midget in the dude's ass. Or was it not the midget? No, no, it was, dude was just a little bit shorter. Okay, yeah, and he's up in the big guy's ass running around because, like, right before, like, they cut away as soon as he, he does the head shoving in the ass. But all you see is all the inmates like, oh! Like that part from Friday, like, damn! Yeah. It is just... Well, they did do their best to actually depict, you know, it was, it was in my opinion, poorly done. You could actually see how you, you know, wasn't actually up to that, so, you know. Yeah. What? It's... I mean, you you could at least show from a different angle. You didn't even have to show the head going up the ass, but you could show it from the back angle where you just see the look in that guy's face the moment that dude's head is inserted. But no, we just get him running around with a dude's head in his ass. Which was funny. It was funny. This is one of those fucked up superhero movies, kind of like Kick-Asses, except for they tried to go super sideways with a lot of the humor. I mean, Will Smith delivers it perfectly. And so we got, after that, he sits there and says that they're wanting you to stay longer, and he's like, so he cuts off the glass while talking to uh, Jason Bateman. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'm going to need you to say that to me again. And so, obviously, he's about to break out. He just throws the door off and says, you know what, I'm out. <clears throat> so Jason Bateman tries to talk to him, calms him down to stay a little bit longer. And so, he sits in group after this, which he's been sitting in group. I forgot to mention it, but he's been sitting in group, and every time they try to ask him to share, he says, pass. And this goes on for, you know... A good, like, what, 15-minute segue? And, uh, well, they they cut to other stuff, but every time they could, you know, they come back to the whole group, you know, each day. Yeah, he, he says pass until he finally, you know, gives in. And he doesn't really say much because he doesn't know much. But, so, and then he's sitting there in his, uh, in his cell... And he said, they're like, Hancock, you got a visitor. He's like, go away. And they're like, it's the mayor's office. I can't. Chief of police. Yeah, whatever. You know what I mean. But, so there you see the visual of, he don't use razors to shave. Yeah, because razors aren't strong enough. 
Yeah, he's sitting there with a goddamn, you know, shaving cream on his face. And I think someone has uh, hair, too. And he's just using his nails to, like, cut off the facial hair. Mm-hmm. So the next we see him, he wears that fucking suit that I did forget to mention that Ray gives him in that, uh, that last meeting before he tries to break out. He's like, I'm not going to wear that. So he shows up with the chief of police, uh, and he's wearing the uniform that, you know, Jason Bateman gave him. And he's awkwardly looking at everybody saying good job and trying to smile. And it is just the most, it's painting to watch this. Like, this makes me want to cry a little bit. Yeah. Good job. Every time they do anything, even if they just talk to him, he's still saying good fucking job. So now, they're saying we got a hit officer, try to get her out of there, and then he starts at, you know, he's walking past him with all the bullets, trying to get to the female officer, and he gets to her and says, I need, uh, can I touch your body? Do I have permission? Not in a sexual way, but you are an attractive woman. It's, it's like almost uh, sexual harassment, but, you know, awkward, funny. So obviously he picks her up. I think what he walks with a car behind him in his hand as a shield. Car in, car in one as a shield, officer in the other. Yeah. So he gets, you know, obviously he gets the officer who's been shot in the leg, gets her to the medic, and proceeds to fly up again. Does not break the fucking gravel like he was before. He's trying to be more careful. And so he's sitting in there. Like, he's what? Going through the window, taking his guys away, and just being stealthy as shit. No, he wasn't really being stealthy. He's just so fast they couldn't really see him do it. Right, so well, what I mean... The leader's just like, what is happening? Yeah, and then he sits there, when John tries to talk to him, he sits there and says, I'm going to have to have you... Like, more or less, I'm going to... You need to let these people go, kind of thing. And, uh, well, that... <laughs> that leader fucking says no it's pretty much saying you know you look like an asshole and he says say that again well before that the the leader of the bank you know bank guys is like there's this much money I'm gonna need you to take me and the money out of here right and I'll give you some money He's like, because if not, I'm gonna. If my hand comes off these triggers with a dead man switch, every, every you know hostage in here dies. Cause he's got them all hooked up to like fucking C4. Yeah, enough C4 to turn them into mips. Yeah. So and you know that's when we go back to the asshole line I just said. And he's like, well, say that again. So you know he's over there. He's pissed off at something. I don't remember what it was. But, you know, the thing looks kind of like a... It's, he bends it in like a disc. Then well, proceeds... It's, it's a uh, top piece of a lamp. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering what it was. I forgot. But, you know, he, he punches it in, makes it look like it's just a regular round disc. To make it sharp, he proceeds to use his fingernails again to, you know, peel something off to make it sharp. 
Yeah, it shaved down some of the metal. And so then we cut, we cut back after that. We go to a little bit of a fade to black screen. And so he cuts off the dude's hand with the dead man switch still, you know, with, with his hand. And then he gives it to the chief of police and says, you're going to want to hold on to this and not let that uh, thumb uh, relax. And then proceeds to do the good job again. Mm-hmm. And everybody is trying to applaud him this time. Alright, so with that, before we come back, we are going to go on our first ad break of the day, and uh, we'll be right back with everybody. Alright, sorry about that guys, we're having issues again, and so we're going to try this again. So we we'll left off at the bank heist with the dead man switch. So after everybody's trying to praise uh, Hancock, they go to dinner with Ray and Mary, Jason Bateman, Char- uh, Charlie Theron's characters. And then Hancock tells his backstory of he woke up with a cracked skull, two movie tickets, a uh, couple bucks. Is that what uh, you said? The last yeah, and and some gum. And tea fresh? Not off. Well, juicy for her, actually. Oh, well, well, fuck. So we got yeah. that. Then we, uh, it's revealed that it was 80 years ago. Yeah, it was 80 years ago. And so after that, Ray's drunk. He drops Ray off at home. And from there, he Tucks Ray in, Ray mentions drunkenly about Hancock tucking him in, and then he goes down and talks to Mary, uh, they have this weird awkward chemistry going on, and uh, one of them kisses the other one, knocks him into the fridge, and then throws him out of the house, fridge included, knocks over a few cars, the neighbors with the fridge, why the fuck the fridge, I don't know, and... I hope it's a French kid's parents. Fuck it. I really do. So, next morning, Ray wakes up with a hangover trying to get his coffee. Realizes the fridge is gone and half of his house has been fucking deported. Well, not half so, his house, but... Most of the kitchen. <laughs> Hancock flies in and says... Oh no, Ray says, Gazoontide buddy, and he looks at him confused, and he says, Well, I get, I see when there's dust, or something surprises me, I look to Mary. Yeah. And Mary's just like, We can't take any more of your sneezing. I hope you're done. Like, the fuck? They're not subtle about this at all. We don't get it. So. With that, uh, what was the next part, bud? Uh, we get Hancock, uh, well, Ray takes a phone call with a quote-unquote friend, and Hancock grabs a uh, cooking utensil and tries to see if he can draw blood from Mary, and it just bends, so she straightens it out, puts it down, and is like, stop it. Uh, don't fuck with it. 
Well, don't fuck this up for me in a, in a manner. Yeah. And uh, then Hancock grabs a wooden rolling pin and cracks it over her head and it just splinters and Ray's like, guys, I'm on the phone. So Hancock's like, we're going to talk about this. And then grabs a couple of frying pans off the stove and gestures to start just playing drums with her, so to speak. <laughs> so she she finally gives in and is like, all right, we'll talk about this later. Hancock says, all right, fine, my place. So then we cut to Where the prison. Cut to-, to the prison? Oh. Yeah. We get the scene where uh, the one dude, get, the two dudes that get uh, <laughs> manhandled by uh, Hancock and the uh, uh, the leader of the bank heist guys, we see him with a hook for a hand. Uh, his name's actually Red. Or what nickname is Red? I forget his actual name. And he's talking to these guys and he's like, how'd that make you feel? He took your power away and all that other stuff. Like, that right there, like, I feel that would be like, you know, no skin in the game. I don't care. He took my fucking hand. Right. So then we cut to, uh, Hancock's trailer. We get Mary flying in. So we have this whole conversation of what's been going on you know right that that's she she's trying to play it off as you know she's his sister and he's like nah sisters don't kiss brothers the way you kissed me last night <laughs> this isn't we, no we have this, this isn't no Luke and Leia shit yeah we have this whole thing where the Hancock has a bunch of Jiffy Pop in his trailers. And the Jiffy Pop's starting to, you know, heat up. That's interesting. Yeah. So she's reluctant to tell him anything, so he's like, I'm going to tell Ray. So we get this whole thing where they both take off, flying, crashing into side of the mountain landscapes parts of the city they're fighting they're trying to she's trying to get away from them and he's trying to you know get answers out of her like bitch we're gonna talk about this yeah or I'm telling Ray so trying to fly to Ray yeah So she she's like, I've put up with your shit for three thousand years. I'm done, you know that whole thing. And we get this scene where uh, apparently whatever beings these these two are, they have a trigger word. The fuck like, was the trigger word? I forgot. Hancock's his asshole. Hers is crazy. So Hancock calls her crazy, and she's like, call me that one more time. And he's like, cuckoo. So she grabs a <laughs> truck, a semi or cement truck, something like that, and smacks him with it. 
all the while changing the weather and tornadoes. Wow. And we have Ray trying to sell his All Heart brand to people and they're like, we want to talk about Hancock. And he's ignoring that whole bit. So we get this whole fight between Mary and Hancock. As it escalates, things happen. Ray's doing his thing and then we get Everybody like, is it snowing? And then nope. Hancock and Mary come crashing through the built the side of the building, taking out all the windows and stuff. And that's where we find out that Ray finds that, out. Ray, yeah, Ray finds out. So somehow Ray beats her home. It's weird. Somehow Ray's already home and she flies into the backyard. Well, and he's like, were you just flying? <laughs> right. Oh. That goes into your plot convenience stuff. Yeah. So, you All know, right. she, there's a whole thing about that. And so Hancock comes in. Just like, yeah. We're going we're gonna to hit our next uh, ad break so that we don't lose this recording, too. Alright. Alright. Alright, Justin. So we're back and so we just got to Ray found out that Mary was flying and it's pretty much like Hancock. Yep. So Hancock's like, Carol, yeah, she's definitely flying. Ray's like, excuse me, adult the adults are talking and Mary's like, uh-huh. well, actually, well, technically, he's my husband. Hancock's like, oh, shit. What did I get into? What did I get into? So we have this whole awkward scene between the three of them, and then it cuts to a convenience store where Hancock walks in, takes a look at some drinks, some sports drinks or some interesting drinks whatever and he's like nah he goes and grabs a couple of uh, bottles of whiskey goes <laughs> to check out and the the, the clerk it puts it in as 9110 and Hancock's like it's high, that's highway robbery what? and it takes him a second to realize that he, the clerk's being robbed and he puts his finger over the zero and Clark's like, yeah. You know, does a head nod and then points his eyes down at the underneath the counter. So Hancock right. pulls out one of the robbers and just chucks him into all the way back into the cooler with the drinks. And the other guy grabs the, the clerk and is doing the hole gun at him, gun at the clerk back and forth a couple of times and freaked out. Hancock does a little speech and he's like, I can respect that. You want to take the money and all that. So Hancock grabs a candy bar and he's like, my my Zagnet 4 versus your gun. (laughs) 
yeah. Guy shoots. Hancock launches a candy bar at the dude, and he goes flying outside. <laughs> and the clerk's like, right. The clerk is looking at Hancock funny, and he's like, and we get the scene where he got shot. And is bleeding. So he gets rushed to the hospital. All the while, you know, Hancock's like, what's going on? This is weird. I've never felt like this before. They're trying to put an IV in him. He's like, it's not going to work. And the nurse is like, I'm in. Uh, then we get to... We got to the... Back to the kid and Ray. And we get them seeing that Hancock is in the hospital. So they go to see Hancock at the hospital. There's a bunch of news reporters being, you know, assholes. Yeah. And the kid. <laughs> They're asking questions, right? Like, I don't know, I'm just going to go see a friend. Then we cut into Mary going to visit Hancock and she looks all sad and stuff. Explains to him what's going on. The closer they are to each other, the they become normal so that way they can love, grow old, and die and all that. The others paired off and died. And that's why they're the last two. Oh wait, no, they said that the others paired off and died back at the house before he got shot. My bad. Oh, well, still, yeah. either way. And Ray sees them talking and decides to not intervene. So they get this whole, Mary Hancock get this whole scene where she reminds him where he's gotten a couple of scars, which had been him protecting her from other assholes. Lovely. And then we get the whole scene, the whole talk of why weren't you there? eighty years ago when he got out of the hospital I was, but you didn't recognize me. And so in all this time he still hasn't got any of his memories back yet at all? None. This should be explored in our uh our possible sequel, so to speak. Yeah, I would love for this movie to get a sequel. Well, they've yeah. been working on it since this movie ended because it doubled its profits by, like, I would say more than tenfold. But uh, then we get a uh, scene where uh, the three guys that we saw previously at the prison, they break out. They come shoot up the hospital. Mary gets shot. Hancock has enough strength to bust through the wall, put her in a bed, and go be a badass. All the while getting beat up and shot at, he protects, he kicks, he knocks over a vending machine and kicks it over to Ray and Ray and the kid and to protect them. Innocent uh, bystanders. Yeah. So the nurses and doctors go and 
try and treat Mary the best they can while under fire. Hancock's getting his butt kicked. Uh, Mary's about to die, and we get the we get this lovely scene where uh, Red, the guy that lost his hand earlier in the movie during the bake guys, he's about to kill Hancock, and Ray comes off and cuts off his other hand. <laughs> and Red's just like, "You didn't!" And Ray just knocks him out. And so everybody can be a hero. Yeah. Hancock kind of feeling a little bit of everything. Mary's feeling getting shocked and all that. Hancock gets gets up and stumbles out of the hospital, falls a few floors, lands on a couple of buses, gets back up and is trying to fly away. It's actually kind of a depressing scene. And he just he gets he finally gets far enough away that she comes back to life. And yeah, so and that's where we get to the the end of our movie. Where Hancock's still saving people, still talking to Ray. Well, we get this whole amusement park thing and they're eating ice cream and Ray gets a call from Hancock. He's like, where you been? He's like, I've been out of cell range. And he's like, you outside? He tells Ray to look up and he's looking up and he sees the moon and Hancock painted the all heart symbol on the moon. Not sure if <laughs> you know, Ray's going to get in trouble for that or not, but uh, we get this lovely kissing scene between Ray and Mary and we get Hancock, you know, being a superhero in New York, and he's flying around New York, and that's where it ends. The Los Angeles. get a few. No, he was in New York at the end of the movie. Oh, it's because they can't be in the same city, pretty much. Yeah. Well, they can, but they can't. But he'd be around her more often, and it create problems. So we get this scene a little in the middle of the credits where he's in New York and he's doing it superhero thing. Makes sense. That's how it works, but... Yeah. Oh, that guy... One more time. That fucking word, man. But that is our movie, and we do hope you guys liked our new, uh, out, uh, new approach onto our podcast. We hope everybody likes it. Go, uh, follow us at That News Guy Podcast on the Facebook page and our Instagram page. Uh, Ending out, I'm Tim. I'm Justin. And this has been That News Guy Podcast. This has been a Nerd Lab Media production. Come join us on our social pages on Facebook and on Discord. We hope to see you there. Thank you. The Meat Limit is a weekly topical movie, entertainment, and television podcast where your three soon-to-be new best friends guide you through the world of movies, TV, streaming, Hollywood news, their deepest, darkest desires, and so much more. Join Scarlett, Leon, and Matt as they discuss all things entertainment and what's coming, what's going, what's here to stay, and what should have never been. Plus, bonus content including, but not limited to, personal opinions, medical advice, cooking tips, harrowing tales of terror and suspense, fits of laughter, random games, and the weekly Leon's Corner, patent pending. Tune in and reach your Meat Limit.